Hi there, dream builders, and welcome to another episode of the Design Your Dreams podcast. Today, my guest is Rebecca Joel, multidimensional healer and soul alignment coach. She uses the law of attraction, mindset reprogramming, metaphysical tools, and human design to help women feel more intuitive, authentic, powerful, and free. I can't wait for you to meet this goddess of a human right after this. You're listening to the Design Your Dreams podcast with Amy Lee, the show that challenges you to stop chasing your dreams and start designing them. As the dream design coach, I've helped thousands of high achieving creatives reconnect with their inner blueprint to design, manifest, and live the life of their dreams. Each week, I invite powerhouse creators who have built their dream businesses to come and share their words of wisdom and stories of courage. It is my hope that through the journeys of these incredible dream builders, you too will be inspired to design and build a life and business beyond your wildest dreams. Hey, welcome back. So as promised, I am here with the quantum healer and intuitive soul coach, Rebecca Joel. Rebecca, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit, you know, um, obviously this podcast is all about designing your dream business, right? And like how many people say, I want to be a quantum healer when I grow up, right? Like that's just not something that we know to even ask for. So tell us a little bit about your journey and kind of how you got to doing what you're doing today. Well, I think my journey started a lot like most women where we kind of get uh, out of touch with our intuition in some shape or form. Um, whether that be the relationships that we have in our life or some, some events that happen in our life. And I was, I went the traditional path of, I went to Berkeley, got my undergraduate, got a master's in public health, and then was raising my children. And I just was looking for my purpose. I just felt really like pushed to find my purpose. What's my purpose? I wanted something meaningful. I didn't want just a job. And so I started out going to a naturopathic doctor and which is kind of odd, but he helped me with that. And I learned all about metaphysical imprints that can be in our field that can influence our, our mindset and our energy and how we show up in the world. And I went through that process and then I went through like a spiritual awakening basically, which was kind of crazy. Um, so I had a lot of, past life memories come up. I could have these instant downloads as instant knowings, messages about people and things that I was like, but it was truth. It wasn't my truth, but it was truth being channeled through me. I just knew. And it was all very exciting. And I went through that and I got trained in human design. I started uh, taking classes that I was actually interested in, uh, that I'd long been interested in. Um, And I took Theta healing, got advanced training in that, and that really activated my psychic centers, and um, that connected me with source. So that started me on the path of taking other classes, another metaphysical class, and I started working with people, and then my titles come from source, just like everything else, my guidance. So I was a soul activator, I think, before, and quantum healer, that resonated with me. So that's kind of a short path of uh, explanation of how I got here. Um, Yeah, it was very roundabout, just like life is. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously I have 
somewhat of a similar uh, trajectory to you, right? Like you don't, like I said, I, I was kidding around, but like, you know, you don't really expect that you're going to have the the path that you do. And then you kind of find out that you have this ability. How did you find that you were able to make the shift between I can do this to this can be a career for me, or this can be something that, you know, that I can feed my family with? Like, how did you kind of like make that because I, I think a lot of people struggle with, you know, the metaphysical gifts and then kind of taking those and putting a business spin on them, be it because of limiting beliefs or really just mastery, right? Really just being naive about business. And so, like, I would love to hear a little bit about kind of how you took those two things and married them for yourself. Yeah, that's a great question. So I used the tools that I learned on myself a lot first before I worked on other people. And theta healing was really profound and instantaneous in terms of changing my beliefs. So a lot of the beliefs that people have and not stepping into their intuitive gifts is because of past harm and past lives. So some of what I do for healing is I'm a past life psychic. Images come up to me, words, messages from source, and we work on those. So yeah, a lot of the spiritual awakening is people have fear because they've gone through it before. So, or they've been burned at the stake or whatever experience they had in a past life. So I had to work through that. And then I also had to work through other minds. Like every time I came up against a block, like I was trained by doctors for this metaphysical healing that I do a lot. I, I release trapped emotions. And when I say I, it's me and my spirit team. I don't do anything or take credit for this to do this by myself. I couldn't do it alone. So I, um, I just did the work on myself. And so the doctors that were, that trained me, I, in the beginning, I had this like belief that like, how am I going to help someone? I'm not a doctor. I don't know what this disease is or whatever this is. And so I cleared those beliefs as they came up, I cleared them. They came up, I cleared them. And then, you know, my, I had one moment where I had personally experienced like this breast pain for like two years and the, my mentor had cleared it and then it came back. And he's, and he's like, you can do this. I'm like, okay. So I kind of had to step out there and work on myself. So it really started with working on myself before working on other people. So with the breast pain, it was just clearing a trapped emotion and having the intention, attention, focus, calling on my team and clearing it from um, an original event. It's one of the techniques that I use, like an energetic timeline that we all have. So we will often trap, you know, I don't know if you've heard of trapped emotions, emotion code is kind of it. Yeah. So it's, um, it's kind of like that, but a, a lot more expanded, a lot more emotions. So we trap emotions, then we carry that through our life or lifetimes, same thing with metaphysical stuff, and we're carrying it through and it'll just show up in all ball ways throughout the body. So I did this on myself and the pain went away instantly when I did it. And so working on myself just gradually over time built the trust in myself. And then I trusted, I put the trust outside of myself. I trusted that whoever was coming to me was guided to me. And then I could do the work because I had a whole team behind me, my whole spirit team. So people would come to me with like these oddball medical issues like facial pain or this other, some, one of my clients came to me with some other like uh, genetic issue. And I eventually got to a point where I just didn't pay attention to the medical term. It didn't matter. That's kind of like on the 3D human level and where the root of it would often be would be like a trapped emotion 
or I see an image of their father mistreating them or their mother, the, how they feel about their mother when they were six years old or whatever emotions or energy or whatever. And I would clear that and like years of anxiety, years of pain or this weird, I love the weird diseases because people would come to me and they've seen all the other doctors and they can't clear it. And then they come to me and it's gone in the session because I've cleared the, the beliefs. I cleared the emotions or, or whatever it's unique to each person. So that just built the trust. And so I just put the trust outside of myself and my team. And I trusted that whoever was coming to me was guided to, to be, to work with me in union, you know, that I had the, that, that gave me the confidence and then just working on myself prior to working on other people. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And it, it you know, it kind of resonates to, um, for me, obviously, I don't, I don't have that medical background and all those things, but, you know, just in terms of feeling supported, um, a question I have for you. So y- you've kind of been intuitive your whole life, right? Obviously, you've tuned into those gifts more as you've gotten older. Did you ever have a time when you, cause I really want to help inspire some of those listeners out there that might feel like they have intuitive no- nudges. Did you ever have a time where you felt like your intuitive guidance was just kind of run into the mill? Like everybody could do what you could do and you didn't really feel like it was, I don't want to say special cause that, that there's so much ego in that. But like, did you feel like I had no idea that this was a gift, right? Like I just kind of thought this was how I was. Um, and if so, you know, how, how, how did you make peace with that idea that, wow, this is something that either I have more skill in or I have more gifts in knowing that the part of the population doesn't necessarily have access to that or doesn't, isn't aware they have access to that. I had the gifts, abilities, whatever terminology people are comfortable with. Um, as a child, I would have dreams about family members dying or like a natural disaster before it would happen. But then I was in a string of, I was surrounded by my, myself with people who second guessed my intuition. Um, and, you know, women are great at, at confirming that for, you know, for each other, like just example, like if you're, you know, if you're having, you know, questions about someone, the friend, they're trying to be supportive, a female friend, oh, it's probably not that, it's probably just blah, blah, blah. And so as women, we do that a lot. And in the process, we're having your friend second guess their intuition. So that can chip away a lot, like over time. Um, Also just being in the wrong relationships where you just feel, or you're just feeling anxiety, like a baseline anxiety, you're sick to your stomach for like a lot of your life because you're around the wrong people. And you're ignoring that because that you're ignoring those sensations because that's what you're used to. Um, I firmly believe that everyone has access to these gifts. Like I'm also a medium and I wasn't trained in it. It just spirit found and nudged me in the right direction. I think that a lot of it for people is just belief. Belief is the first place because it's, you know, just again, with past lives, we might have, or just in the rate and how we were raised as children, if they have um, some weirdness around the phrase, around the, the, the phrase God or religion, or, you know, just like being burned at the stake in past lives, they might have had religious, you know, uh, issues like in their past lives. So there's, there's just a lot of 
there can be a lot of weirdness there. And so, and also just being a medium, it's most people look at me and they're like, does that freak you out? Does that scare you? And, and they're right there. That's them blocking that ability because they don't believe in it. They're not open to it. So it's like a lot of people who go through these like spiritual awakenings are they're seeking answers. They're open. If you're closed off, then spirit's not going to come knocking on your door. They're not going to try to scare you. Um, and it's, and you're, I believe that your clairs, your gifts come to you in a way that you're open to receiving. So if you don't, if it's, if they know you're going to piss your pants, if you see a, a live spirit, then they're not going to do that. You know, they're going to maybe show you like a feather on the ground or, you know what I mean? And then they will, you'll see more of what you notice because spirit's like, okay, we have their attention. Let's show more of that. So I really feel like everyone has any ability. We're all spirits. We're all energetic beings. I feel like we all have these abilities. It's just the level of which we are open to believing that we have access to them and then working on them because it takes attention. And it's a lot more, it's kind of like downshifting. Like when I'm doing my healing work, it's very, very subtle. It's not like thunderous boom of God yelling in my ear. It's like I hear a message and I trust it or a flash in my mind of an image and I trust it. And then the more you trust it, the more you trust it. It's like a muscle that you have to work, right? So that you get more of that. So it's like having the belief you're open to the possibility and then trusting it. And I think those two things together really help someone develop their abilities, their gifts. Yeah, that's, that's really great advice. Um, so, you know, listeners, if you're, if you're hearing this and you feel like, okay, I, I might, you know, I might feel this, or this might be something that's something, give it the opportunity to, to develop, you know, and, and really kind of see, um, let it, you know, let it give you that opportunity to be confirmed because a lot of times you think like, oh, and when you brush it off, you're basically saying, I'm not interested. I don't, I don't want to know that. Um, and you don't realize that, right? Like I know for a long time, I, I, I remember, you know, being the child of a narcissist, like I was constantly conditioned to ignore my intuition. Right. And I mean, I've shown you my human design chart, like my spleen is basically like activated all over the place and I have incredible tuition intuition, but because of conditioning, I basically was told, oh, those are your agendas. Oh, that's just what you want. Uh, you know, and, and it was interesting. We were talking the other day in, uh, in my Facebook group, we were talking about, um, about the G center. And there was a gal who said, you know, well, my G center is closed, but I absolutely operate. Like I have an open G center. And, you know, that's when we were like, you know, some people were, who were human design readers were like, well, there's conditioning involved. Right. So th there's definitely, aspects of you that because of what's gone on in your life and like you said in, in past lives you're conditioned to be a certain way that may be dissonant to what your design is and that's where you go in and kind of you know help them to really um recognize but also isolate that to bring it up for healing and clearing which is is really 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 powerful um do you find that just in your day-to-day -day interactions with people, because I know people are going to have this question, do you find in your day-to-day -day interactions with people that you see things or do you need to be invited to have the conversation? Like, are you 
talking to someone and then all of a sudden you see a flash like or you recognize something about them or do you need to really tap into that energy in order to know things about a person uh how it happens to me and I get a lot of downloads and uh the clairs I guess get activated when I'm exchanging information with someone so I might get a message I might see a vision or they might be talking the other person might be communicating with me and I hear a yes or a no or there's a like an intuitive uh, process going on in the background and I be, it's that trust muscle so I it's and it's also a natural filtering process um, to surround myself with the right people if they're not open to receiving those messages and then they're not open to me expressing myself that way and sharing that the, that and I've found that most people are but um, I just share it in the moment because and I just I can't help it and it's also te te um, telepathically also I'm more like with my children I have more of that telepathic ability I think most moms do um, and yeah I just share it as it comes um, yeah but it's also just you can muscle test or you know is it my highest and best good to that's a question I ask a lot is it my highest and best good to share it with this person um, it's not terribly like scary stuff or anything. Like, I don't have like spirits drop down and want to communicate with my friends. Like I don't have that. That's like um, a boundary issue. And I don't, I don't have those boundary issues with spirits. Um, but I get messages coming through or I'll hear a word or I'll see an image and I share that with the other person. And then it's like, ding, it's like the insight that they needed to make that shift or whatever. So yeah, it's just another sense that I bring into my conversations with people naturally. I love that. So talk to me a little bit about kind of when people work with you, right? Like when they seek you out, they're like, I have this problem, like give people an idea of kind of a little bit about what happens in a session. Like I think a lot of people, when they don't know what to expect, they're less likely to pursue it because they're like, their ego goes, Oh, this is different. So like, if we could just kind of give them something to visualize about kind of what it would look like to work with you, that would be great. Right. So we initially, it's all over the phone. So I work with people all over the world. Um, and we initially start off with the client describing their issue issues. It's often a lot of things. Um, and they usually go for like 15, 20 minutes. And um, then we get off the phone and my process at that point is to check in with source and also just like just get an intuitive feel as to how to approach that issue and how I'm guided to approach that issue. So someone might come to me with anxiety and as they're talking to me, I might hear, okay, is this a past life issue? No, it's a, it's an emotion. No, it's a belief. Okay. They've got beliefs. And so I know how, like I've got different approaches to work on the problem and it's unique to each person. So they get off the phone and if it's a belief issue, I will do my meditation connect with source and I'll ask about their anxiety and say it's general anxiety. They might, or they might have anxiety just driving. I've had clients that come to me for that or fears. Let's just say anxiety. So if they come to me with anxiety, then I'll ask how many beliefs are, are creating this anxiety in their life. And let's say I hear five beliefs. I'll hear those beliefs and they're specific to them. So yeah, there's, I love theta healing because it's not like you have to journal down and guess what your beliefs are. Like I hear it 
very clearly instantly. And then I'll ask what the replacement beliefs are. And then the replacement beliefs are the healthier version, what we want to change to. So I hear those. And when I get back on the call, I'll share those with the client. That's the one thing I will not do is change beliefs without their permission because we're changing their subconscious beliefs. So I try my best to be in integrity as much as I can in sessions. And so with that, I would just share it when I get off the call. But usually there's other issues too. There's relationships or whatever. So I just hear about the beliefs. With anxiety, it often forms as a result of um, metaphysical issues. And so there are, that's another system that I use. And that's something that I greatly benefited from with my spiritual awakening, seeing my naturopathic doctor was learning about metaphysics. One of the first times I saw him, he, he didn't give me a background of like what he does, but my friends had referred me to him. And he was, he told me, uh, someone put a spell on you. Who do you think could have put a spell on you? And I'm like, what world am I in right now? What are we talking about? And I was just very logical brain at that point. You know, I wasn't in touch with my intuition or I didn't think I was, I was pretty disconnected. And, uh, I was like, what is he talking about? And we get to a name of a person, a female friend. And now looking back, I realized there was a resonance. And in, well, actually one of the human design gates, maybe more, I think it's the 57. Um, you have a sensitivity to vibration. And so that's what, one of the things I have. It's like, and that's also to go off on a tangent again, but when you're, um, when someone's lying to you, and we feel it. Some people can feel it in their body or it's the vibration. You can feel that it just doesn't resonate or there's a dissonance. Moms get lots of practice with this. <laughs> um, so anyway, so he told me that. And so, so the metaphysical system with anxiety, depression, all the mood disorders, or if they feel like they've been cursed their whole life. I mean, they'll actually say that, like, I haven't been successful in my, my relationships or, or whatever. That's a whole other system. So I will go through and see which of these things are affecting them and in their field. And oftentimes when people come to me, there are many things that are, that are in their field. And then I'll show them energy hygiene um, practices uh, to keep their energy clear. Since we're energetic beings, we can put our, and we are sloppy with our energy hygiene, most humans. And so all it takes is just sitting out a thought and if that person is open to receiving that thought, then they'll take it on and they'll not know why they've been crying for the last week. So I check all of these things with the metaphysical. Um, if there's trapped emotions, I work on that. Um, I mean, I also do Reiki. I actually don't do Reiki as often as the other things because I feel like those get to it. So then I get back on the call and I tell them this is what I found. And they're like, whoa, I have these things on me. But a lot of what I do is educational. So with the energy, metaphysical imprints that we pick up, thought forms or entities or energy vampires or, or whatever. Um, I come from an educational uh, standpoint with my clients. So they know that I can also test who they came from. So these metaphysical things that they've picked up on, where did they come from? Um, like exactly who. And oftentimes, so we'll get off, I'll get on back on the call. I'll explain all, you know, what I've done. And, uh, and then if they want to change those beliefs, then I will do that when I get off the call and then I'll message them, letting them know that it's complete. And sometimes uh, clients will be like, oh, I, I mean, most of the time people are like, I feel amazing. I feel great. I've never felt this free and I don't have any anxiety in my whole, you know, my whole life. I felt amazing. Um, 
but this metaphysical stuff they can pick up again. They're like, how can I feel so crappy now? Like what's going on? And I'm like, Hmm, well, you picked up something. Who have you been hanging around with the last couple of days? So it's an ongoing process. It's not like I remove something and it's, you know, it is gone, but who you surround with yourself with in person, but also online, people can energetically attack you online. That's pretty common. Um, Cause they're competitive, they're jealous or, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, just knowing how to keep a clean, your energy hygiene clean is really important. So that's, that's kind of more or less how a session goes. Like it just depends on what comes forward. Past life issues might come forward. I had a client who had thyroid issues and she was being psychically attacked by her mom and she was on thyroid medication. She was in her early twenties. She didn't have any other, like there was no, made no sense why she would have this issue other than energetics. And so she was being psychically attacked. And I saw this past life issue where she was being, uh, she was, there was a couple past life issues that came up actually one where she was a rope around her neck and the other one where she was decapitated. And I told her about this. And oftentimes during a session, I'll have chills at the same time. My client has chills, which is kind of fun because I'm working with people all over the place all over the world. And she, she told me, Oh my gosh, I've always had a fear of my, of my, uh, of being hung or something like that. And it's like, wow. Like, and she thought that's normal. It was normal for her, but most of us don't have that fear. So, but so yeah, it's, it's interesting work. I love it. Yeah. I'm just, I'm so fascinated because there's some things that I resonate with so much as a healer. And there are some things that I'm like, Oh my gosh, I've, I could never, like, I couldn't even imagine that, you know, like, and, and again, I mean, you obviously you've been on your path a lot longer than I have. So, you know, you, you, you kind of have that, that edge of, of having all that experience, but it's just so neat to listen to some of these things and to just hear the ways that people don't even see the thing. I mean, and I'm talking to the audience, obviously not you, but people don't realize like the map is not the territory. Like what you think is real and what you think is possible are so exponentially different than what they really are. Like we think that, oh, you know, we, we have no qualms about the fact that Rebecca and I are connecting right now over the internet and we're having a conversation one-to-one that we can understand, but we can't understand that we can make the same energetic connection without this external technology, like that leap is too much. We can understand that pharmaceuticals can cure problems and can fix things in our body, but we can't make the leap that, you know, naturopathics and homeopathics can do the same thing. And, And you have to understand, like you have to see, hopefully, that that's conditioning. That's just what we were told was real and what we were told was a lie. And if we think back to all the things in our life, this is me pulling from my, you know, my neuroenergetics and NLP training, what used to be true and what is no longer true, like they hold different space. So just being open to the idea that, okay, but what if I could connect energetically to someone? I could muscle test. I could do the emotion code. What could that do for you? And it's like, what do you have to lose? Like, even if theoretically it was a placebo effect, but it made you feel better and it's not by the way, but if it was, wouldn't you do it anyway? (laughs) Right? Like if you could create an illusion in your mind that it was real, wouldn't you do it anyway? 
So it's like people fight so hard to hold on to their limiting beliefs. And for what? Like, well, who are you serving? And that's where the real crux of it is because you are serving an energy and it may be your parent. It may be your grandparent. It may be a star seed in a, in a faraway galaxy. Right, right, exactly. And so just hearing this like on a practical level is just really powerful for me to hear. So thank you so much for sharing this because it's really eye-opening. So tell me, um, how do people get a hold of you if they want to work with you, if they want to get into your energy, if they this resonates for them and they're like, oh yeah, she's totally my person. My website is IamRebeccaJoel.com. I'm also on Instagram, I am Rebecca Joel, and people can find me on Facebook. Awesome. I'm just going to type that in here because I should have done that already, but. And I just wanted to say, like, being trapped in our minds, like a lot of us are, and I feel like, I don't know if this was for you, but learning about my human design was really, like, the initial thing that got me out of my head and into my body. Yes. You know, making, and that's, a lot of people are operating from their mind, and that's not true, you know? And then once you get into your body, what you feel, like, that's where you get the intuition, you know? That's where you, when you start... Cause even just a lot of moms, like yeah. we're just like, we don't, we don't know how we know how our son or our daughter is feeling or what they need, or are you hungry or whatever, but we'll go through the whole day and be like, wait, when they're little, especially like, wait, did I eat? We don't mm-hmm. think, am I hungry? How am I feeling right now? You know, like just as a baseline, like most people don't, don't even know how they're feeling because they're up in their head most of the time. I actually, um, I think you'll appreciate this. I downloaded a really awesome example of this and I want to hear what you think. So basically, um, you know, if you had a job and you have an iPhone, your iPhone gets used to your traveling patterns and it tells you when you need to leave and that you already know, like, look, it already downloaded into her. Isn't that so cool? And it tells you when you need to leave in the morning. So you're, you know, it's like leave now to get there on time. But then like, say you don't work there anymore. Your phone's still going to tell you, you need to go there. Until you go, oh, well, wait a minute. I'm not going to listen to my phone because my phone has the program that I work there. So am I going to then go, oh, my phone's right. Like, I don't work there anymore, but my computer is telling me that I do. And that's what our mind is. Our mind is literally a problem-solving program that we have the illusion of being us. But it's a computer. And we can go in and go, nope, that doesn't apply anymore. Nope, that, nope, nope, change this. We work here now. We leave at this time. I work in the night now. And so you need to remind me at 11 o'clock at night that I need to leave for work or so on and so forth. But we just take it as the gospel that our mind is this like supercomputer that, you know, runs everything. It doesn't even, it's, I mean, it, 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 there is no mind authority, right? Our authority comes from somewhere in our spirit body, which I think is, really powerful and there are some entities that don't want us to know that and they go right their way to make sure that we don't connect to our to our body yeah and our mind is so limiting and i don't think we realize this until we connect to a greater energy source universe whatever you want to call it like the, the downloads that we get we're just like you know it's like yes that energy that information is so much more expansive than we our brains could ever possibly you know other than just being the spirit body, energetic bodies that we are to be able to receive that information. It's mind blowing, right? Like most of the time when people have downloads, they're just like, 
Yeah, it's, yeah. And you don't expect it and you don't know it's coming. And then you're just like, doo, 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 and you're like, uh, I don't, hold on. I can't even put this into English. But there's no such thing as time. Like what? You know, like, yeah. yeah. Or like the five dimensions, like, oh, you're actually a paper doll of yourself that stretches out forever in like both directions. Yeah. <laughs> in all directions. Yeah. And there is no past life. It's all happening at the same time. Like what? Yeah. I know. I know. Oh my gosh. See, this is why we're friends. <laughs> Because like you can't have these conversations with everybody, you know, and by the way, you guys are out there and you're like, this is so over my head. Listen to it. Listen to what resonates. Take what resonates. Study it. Go talk to Rebecca. Come talk to me. You know, have conversations about these things. We are not. This is our truth. This doesn't have to be your truth. And in this moment, it may not be your truth. And that's okay. So just understand that this is an expansive conversation which is really designed, because I love that word, which is designed to help you think outside of your map, because your map isn't the territory, right? Your map is what you know, and it's the boundaries of where you've been, but there is so much out there. And Rebecca is one of those people that is going to hold your hand responsibly and, you know, equitably in all the ways to make sure that you're, you know, that you feel comfortable on your path, that you feel supported, um, and that you finally get to start living that dream life that you know you deserve. Deep down, you know that that is your birthright. And we've got to get some of that junk out of the way. We've got to pull the junk out of the drawer, reorganize the drawer, so you can go, I know exactly where that, you know, pliers is. And I know where the wine, right? Wine, you know, the wine opener. I can't think the can opener, the wine opener, the whatever, the corkscrew, that's it. I know where the corkscrew is. It's right on the side there. I know what it's called. <laughs> I know. I know. Any, any, any final thoughts for these guys? Anything else you want to share with them before we let you go? Um, yeah, I just, to hop on what you were just saying, I, I think that like, it's, this is just an expansive opportunity and like my truth, your truth isn't their truth. And it might just be about timing, but if there's like an inkling of this, people are listening and there's a remembering, you know, just kind of, that's your body, your heart, like your compass, tuning into that and tuning more into that. And then that will open up your world in ways that you could never, you know, understand before. Right. Until you remember. Right. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being here, Rebecca. It has been my sincere pleasure. You guys check her out, hang out with her, get with her on Instagram, all the things. She's amazing. You can tell just from this broadcast, her energy is wonderful and high vibrational and you guys all deserve to have her in your energy field as well so thank you so much for being here and that'll do it for this week on the dream design podcast with amy lee until next week may you be happy may you be healthy may you be safe and may you be at peace namaste